0: Survivor post-game show after the season 46 premiere and we got a fun two hours of Survivor to talk about right from the gecko here and we've got a great guest to kick things off with tonight. Please welcome, of course, one of our favorites from Survivor 44. It's Franny Marin. Franny, how are you? Oh,
1: hello! Wonderful. I'm so psyched to be here, and I'm also so psyched to have Survivor back on my screen. I get screen. that.
0: Um, I'm receiving that from okay. you.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. I'm putting it out there. I'm glad that it's coming through the screen. Um. Yeah, this is just such a fun episode, so I'm so excited and honored to talk about it with
0: yes, you. Yes, so excited to have you here, and this should be really fun to go through everything from tonight. You can post your questions here in the chat as we kick off a really big week here, and it's been... A big week here on the podcast, Franny. I don't know if you had heard. Uh, we posted the 5,000th episode of Rob's podcast earlier this week with Jeff Probst. No controversy whatsoever from our 5,000th episode. Which, if if you missed it, if you just check back into Survivor tonight, I highly recommend you check out. My 5,000th episode of Rob's Podcast interview with Jeff Probst on our podcast feed and up here on our YouTube channel. And then on Thursday, we are back, baby, because we'll have our exit interview. Jelinski will join me to talk about everything that happened with him. And then Stephen Fishback will be back for Survivor Know-It-All's. Thursday edition coming up, so it'll be a jam-packed day. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast feeds at robinzwebsite.com slash subscribe or hit that subscribe button if you're here with us watching on YouTube. Franny, what's new?
1: Oh, gosh, what is new? Um, I think that this is maybe not new since the last time we talked, but I'm living in San Francisco now Mm -hmm. uh, with Matt. We live together. Very exciting. We're still going strong. Um, and I'm just enjoying life here. It's, it's that's so, wonderful. that's a
0: relief. I was worried you two broke up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be unfortunate. That'd be really bad. No. Yeah. Well, I know truly. I think I told you this before. The one thing that's bad about it is that I have to watch on um, Pacific time, the episode. Um, so this is very exciting that I've already seen it. It hasn't actually started yet.
0: Yes. In, okay. In, so is Matt like, don't spoil me. I haven't watched it yet.
1: Yeah, Matt's been hiding under the covers um, all day so that I don't. That's spoil
0: normal, him right?
1: Think. Um, yeah, yeah, see, it's like he does that all the time. Yeah, okay. it's very
0: normal. Are you wearing a buff, Franny?
1: I am. Yeah, I know. Which it's a little. Buff I feel this? a little. This is the this. the Survivor Forty Four
0: Merge Buff is that what that is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Why'd
1: you ask? You know. You know. I know. I,
0: I honestly, I didn't. I did because I could only see the like the red from the top. Yeah. Like it's really uh, the the black part is uh, is kind of hidden. So, OK, uh, yeah. look, we love that when people are festive, put on their survivor gear to come on yeah. and talk with us. And so uh, let's let's get into this Survivor 46, if you can believe it. jalinsky yeah. were, were you were you locked in 100 percent? This was Jelinski all night tonight.
1: Yeah, I had probably five moments throughout the episode where I was like, man, if Jelinski makes it out of this, I'm going to eat my hat. And um, I'm not eating my hat tonight. Like, yeah, that was a, I mean... He seems like such a sweet kid, but um, wow, what a spiral for him in this episode. I'm glad for him that he got to do a lot in his, you know, three days on Survivor, but it was a bit of a rough one.
0: For he sure. had a lot of moments and, of course, Whoa. a two-hour premiere, so a lot of time mm-hmm. devoted to Jelinski. But, I mean, with all due respect uh, to uh, David Jelinski, a bit of a flame out.
1: Bit of a flame out. Yeah. You know, I think he just came in really excited. He's also, do you remember how old he, I mean, he's quite 22, young, I right? believe.
0: Right. He's
1: 22. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm 24. So like, I, what can I say? But like, he's quite young, quite, you know, younger than the other people on his tribe. It sort of seemed like he was out of his depths a little bit. Um, yeah, um, poor guy. I feel kinda of, I feel kinda of sad for him. They're just a lot of little iffy moments, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, a lot of big moments. I know that people have been uh comparing him to somebody that we will uh, never forget. Zane Knight.
1: Oh, another historic flame out. Interesting. Interesting. I think that we should give Jelinski a little more credit than that. Sure,
0: (laughs) sure. Um, Well, let's talk about Jelinski and where it went wrong for him. Because, you know, when you have like a big, strong guy in the tribe, it's it's I, I feel like that they really are coming into a situation where it's like the tribe really wants to keep them around. You don't want to like ideally sacrifice somebody who is like a big, strong athlete right off the out of the gate unless you have to.
1: Are you saying Jelinski's the big, strong athlete?
0: Yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah. I mean, oh. as opposed to like when it came down to uh, in terms of like physicality, Jess oh. or Jelinski, like I feel like the things really had True. to have gone sideways for Jelinski for him to be, you know, the unanimous vote of this tribe.
1: Yeah, true. I mean, I'll say I mean, he's not exactly like stack him up next to Q. And I don't know that he looks like the biggest, strongest athlete on their tribe. But um yeah, I feel like he kind of did like a couple of things wrong, a couple of like very different things wrong. And and um I don't know, I feel like and we'll get into like exactly what happened, but I feel like a lot of his issues really came from like not properly Uh, Reading who he was speaking to or who he was interacting with in a certain situation. Like just right at the beginning with that sweat challenge, which, by the way, looked so hard, like with the the holes coming out, you know, what's up with that? Um, But with that, I think that probably like 10, 15 minutes into meeting Q, I think most people would be able to suss out that like this is a guy who, you know, probably doesn't look too kindly on quitters. Um, you know, he's talking about like, like you've worked harder than this. Like, you know, like he he probably mentioned that he's like played sports in school, all that kind of stuff. I feel like a read of that situation is, Hmm, if I'm with this guy who, who is a no quit kind of fella, maybe this is not the challenge to suggest that we like tap out after an hour. Um, so I think that was kind of a misread on his part, despite the fact that I agree from like a, uh, caloric standpoint entirely the right decision to just stop the challenge. Like yeah. really, truly, really the right choice there, but.
0: Franny, can you uh, maybe clarify something for me? Did, was yeah. has there a rule change at all in terms of the, I'm trying to keep track of, okay, so we saw where um, the NAMI tribe, they won, they got their flint and their supplies out, out the gate. Okay. Yes. Then the other two tribes, they are playing sweat and savvy for supplies and flint, or only supplies.
1: I think for supplies and flint.
0: Okay, and yes. then no matter what, you get your machete and pot after the first challenge. But if you did not, if you are going to tribal council, you still don't get a flint until you win a challenge. Correct.
1: Correct. That's my understanding. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay, yes. and that has not changed to, since that, Survivor Forty Four. That's still from your recollection, what they've been doing? So,
1: I mean, like my group won everything right away. Uh, so like, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's different from 45. Uh, I kind of can't remember if, oh no, cause Lulu just kept losing. So they
0: didn't get there. Mm-hmm. They didn't get their flint. They didn't yeah. have it for a while. Yeah, so that must be the same. Okay. That must just be the same. All right. So do you feel like that, the as Christian is in the chat, yeah, perfectly simple, makes sense. <laughs> Everybody can follow along. <laughs> Yeah, two and a half
1: minutes to explain. yeah. Right.
0: Okay. So that do you feel like that when Jelinski smashed the hourglass? What and what symmetry of sometimes you smash the hourglass yeah. and it's terrible for you. Um, when when yep. he broke the hourglass, was that it? Like, was there could he bounce back from that with Q? Uh,
1: socially, I think probably not. I think that Q, like, I don't know. Again, they've had such little time together, but. I would like to assume that Q and Jelinski are like chit-chatting, getting to know each other a little bit as they're doing this challenge. And I feel like it's not a hard assessment to understand that, that Q's vibe seems to be like, I'm hardworking. I'm going to bust butt on this challenge and go until I drop. Um, And I think that right away as an immediate impression, that is just so bad for this guy that you're with. I feel like it's just, I don't know, I, but it's weird because there was kind of a moment where it felt like there was this group of four, right? With Q, Jelensky, Kenzie, and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he had maybe come back, but I think that's just such a strong first impression uh, and such a strong decision to make right out of the gate when you don't know how the other person is going to react yeah, to
0: it. Yeah, so I'm with you also in terms of the giving up on the sweat challenge. Like, I don't know how yeah. you get out of that situation with Q, yeah. but those guys- we're not getting it done. I mean, that based off of what they did, uh, I don't know. I I think that they were screwing up because I I think that they needed to plug the holes for the bucket with their fingers. They were, they did not seem to be Q Did not seem to be interested in trying to block any of the holes. Like, I think that that was the, the, I think survivor wanted you to treat the bucket like a bowling ball and stick your finger into the hole and then carry it a certain way. The, those yeah, guys were, were not getting the, it done.
1: Yeah, work harder, not smarter strategy from from that tribe. Um, yeah, I was shocked by how giant those jugs were as well. Um, wow. Yeah, really just like drops of water in there that they put in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like the whole thing was not played super well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a hard one for Jelinski. And he also, I think they made a point to say that he sort of volunteered right away as well. I think that's a bad look too, to be the one that kind of hops in and and says that you want to do it. And then also the one who says that you're going to quit. Um, I don't know. I think there's a way that Jelinski could have played it better if he decided this is not going to be advantageous for us. We're not going to finish it. Um, Maybe there's more that we weren't shown but it kind of looked like he just turned to Q and was like, we should quit this. And then the next thing you know, he's throwing an hourglass. I think there's a way to be like, how do you think this is going to go? Do you really think that we have enough time to finish that and and maybe try to get Q to come to that conclusion on his own um, as opposed to proposing it but yeah
0: they didn't really show us too much of Q's reaction to Jelinski wanting to quit like we like we were like you would think that if Q was like totally out on it we would hear him say like uh like you better not quit give me back that hourglass where are you going with that you know this you know (laughs) he seemed like maybe he was okay with it but then said okay this is the type of guy who's quitting I'm gonna file that away
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. It seemed like a file away for later and use against him kind of situation because I actually noticed like much, much later, you know, we get to tribal council and Jeff is asking about what happened during the uh, sweat challenge. And I noticed that Q um, didn't like verbally throw Jelinski under the bus even in that moment. Q was like, you know, we decided to quit. Like we stopped and was sort of making, portraying it as a group decision, um, even though it was something that he was clearly like against or didn't look kindly on. I thought that was pretty like good gameplay on his part um, to not really blatantly throw Jelinski under the bus in front of him. I mean, you know, does it matter mm-hmm. now that Jelinski's gone, but um, good on Q, I I guess, for keeping his mouth shut in that moment and just deciding privately that that's not going to work for him.
0: I want to know, from your perspective, was this the right decision for this group to end up throwing away Jelinsky?
1: Yeah, um, I think that I don't know. So so you're saying that Jelinski looks like this, you know, big, huge athlete, um, and Jess is kind of looking like a weaker person on their tribe. I don't know that I necessarily saw that. I mean, Jalinski's certainly like tall, but I don't know that he struck me as like, you know, a, a you know, athletic god or anything. Um, so from that perspective, they came uh, in last in
0: all the challenges with him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, I didn't see a huge difference in terms of tribe strength between the two of them. Um, though I did note that like everyone was kind of saying that they couldn't get a read on Jess. They weren't really sure where her head was at. And then you see in tribal, she, she seems like scattered a little bit out of it from the lack of sleep. Um, I think that they're probably seeing her as a really easy, option uh you know to take out going forward and in that way maybe less of a threat like if she can't yeah. even like put together an answer at tribal what's she going to do to pull together a vote against you so maybe she's less of a problem moving forward
0: i think it's kind of interesting about this vote where that that and Jess seems like she's super fun. She seems like she's you know, starting to figure some things out, actually did a lot more in the puzzle than Jelinski did. But it almost yeah. seemed like that this was an anti-Jelinski vote as opposed yeah. to anybody was really making the pro-Jess case.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, though, yeah, not great for Jess that nobody was fighting for her, you know. I think like nobody's like, Hey, her.
0: that's my person. I wanna keep I wanna keep Jess in the tribe. you had a cup you had really where it seemed like it was Q who really said, No, we can't keep Jelinski and then had to convince yeah. Kenzie and Tiffany, okay, this is the move to get rid of Jelinski.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's interesting that Q kind of gets his way in that scenario, too. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, with Jelinski, I'm sure the journey, honestly, probably played a yeah. bigger role in their anti uh tone than the than the sweat challenge, which that was another just, like, oof, ouch moment from Jelinski. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that that was, like, uh, like well, go ahead. What were you going to say about
0: it? Franny, tell me about... Your thoughts on this new challenge that we saw on the journey where we played, I thought, a very interesting game. I think certainly more interesting than uh, save your vote or uh, risk your vote.
1: Yeah, I love it. And I think it's so fun that we finally have another journey that actually involves like interacting with other contestants. Um, And I like that. I mean. This is nerve wracking for them. And if I was there, I'd probably hate this. But I like that there's actual stakes in that either way, somebody is is going to have to lie if they actually want to win this thing. Yeah. And so you are going to be coming away from this journey with an opinion about another player. You know, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I met that person and they were kind of nice and they're from Idaho and that's all I know about them. Like you are going to have an opinion about if they can lie, if they're trustworthy, if they you know want to work with you or not. Um, more so than a lot of the journeys in the past couple of seasons, I think. Yeah, I my
0: like first reaction to this was, like, well, that somebody gets put in a pretty unfair situation of having to have to be the liar to play this yeah. game. But, you know, then in thinking about it a little bit more, like, and, and I don't know, maybe if they should, like, advertise it this way in terms of, like, okay, you're going to the Survivor Casino, or something like where, I guess that yeah. it, it, it sort of implies... Like, yes, yeah, Jolinski is yeah. it. Is into it. Um, but yeah. basically, it's like you're going to some place where you're going to have an opportunity to, you could win something, you could lose something. I guess it's sort of implied in the new era of that's uh, what this is. And so I would want nothing to do with going on the journey. I don't know why people want to go, Franny. Yeah. Oh, no. I have no idea why people want to yeah, go. Get There's Matt in some- here. Ask him if people it? should go on the journey.
1: Ask who? Wait, what do you mean? Sorry, what'd you say? Matt. Matt.
0: Went on the journey. You don't don't have to literally go ask him. I was being figurative. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'll go get him from under. But he lost it.
0: Remember, he lost his vote for two votes.
1: I do remember that. That was pretty unfortunate. Yeah. Um. I personally have no interest in going on journeys. I actually like when we on our tribe were deciding who went on the journey, I did the reverse of what Lauren did. Lauren <laughs> cooked the books to pull the right rock. I cooked the books to the not go on the journey. I was like, I refuse to go on that thing. Um, yeah, I think it's just bad all around. And then also like for, um, Jelinski coming back, like that's the kind of situation where you have to lie about what the journey was. Don't yeah. explain what you okay. just did.
0: Yeah. So uh interestingly, back when he did his preseason interview with Mike Bloom, uh, that yeah. he mentioned actually that if he got the chance to go on the journey, he said everybody's super fans. He's but he's the biggest super fan. Everybody knows if you lie, people are gonna see through it. He he said he would not lie on the journey if he went there. Wow. But really okay. like like couldn't you just say one of the other things that happened like oh I had to risk my vote and I lost it.
1: Yes, yeah, really anything anything else would be better than. Yeah, so unfortunately I did give two extra votes to people who are not us. <laughs> but they might want to work with us someday. Yeah, it was not a good look.
0: Yeah, were you surprised of the reaction cuz I wasn't even thinking you know when he, It was happening. I was like, okay, you know what? I I like this idea because you're going to make these people angry if you, like, go out of their way to, like, it's not even like where, oh, I risked my vote. This is like you bold-faced lied to somebody, made them lose their vote. You're basically stealing their vote. It's a very hostile thing to do on day two in the game. And so I was like, okay, I think that uh, Jelinski uh, makes a good move here, folds, and says, okay, I never saw it coming that he would go back to his tribe and they would yeah. be so angry with him.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, well, that's interesting. You think that he made a good move by I,
0: folding? At the t- well, no, I, I obviously it turned out to be a terrible, <laughs> yeah, move. but yeah. I thought when, when he did it, it didn't strike me as, Oh, okay. Jelinski just sealed his fate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, it does, it does put somebody in a hard position. Actually, as like a separate thought, um, I feel like I feel like he even before uh, he folded. I feel like he wasn't doing a great job. I feel like it, this isn't like that hard of a job. It, was, it
0: wasn't great. Like, and I'm not like yeah. a an expert in like body language or anything like that. But I think he did a couple of things that really were tells that you yeah. shouldn't do, especially like when he's like, and that's that's all I have to say about that. Like uh, when, <laughs> like I feel like the truth teller like is like, no, 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 you have to believe me. Yeah, yeah, Jelinski's like, and don't ask
1: any more questions. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Yeah, um, I feel like the move here. So I agree with you that like, um, especially once, and I also want to give props to um, Maria. I feel like she played that Did really a great well. Job. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I also love the dynamic of like. I think it's maybe the two youngest guys on this season, and then Maria, who's a mom, and she's just like, she's like, you got to tell me. Like, you just have to, and then you know, he folds immediately. Um. I think that. The move here is definitely to, you know, in his situation, fold, but be really clear with uh, Tevin and Maria and say, I'm doing this because I'm in this bad situation. I don't want to lie to you. I want to work with you. And then also say, but how about don't tell your tribe that I like folded so that this doesn't come back around to bite me later. And then Jelinski should go back to his tribe and completely lie, say that something else happened. Like they just don't need to know that information at all. And now not only do you not look so untrustworthy and kind of like spineless to your tribe, but also you've like really genuinely made two potential allies instead of just, I feel like Tevin and Maria walked away from that. Like, huh, well, we're good together. And Jelinski, can't pull Can you his believe own. this
0: guy? Can you believe what he's trying yeah, to pull on us? It. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. But,
0: exactly. All right. Is there any sort of a move in like having such a bad tell intentionally oh, cool. where it's like, oh, I'm such a bad liar. Oh, I can't like I can't get anything <laughs> over on you guys. And they're like, all right, keep keep this guy around. He's a terrible liar.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that when your vote is not involved, then I kind of love that idea. I actually, um, I remember I've like had that thought before that it would be really interesting to start a season of Survivor and like tell people um, what your tell is, and then perform that tell when you are not lying. I don't know. It's just like an interesting yeah. thought experiment. Yeah,
0: and then but um, Jelinski goes back to the tribe. And, and tells them exactly what happened. And he's like, and I got the thing, and I had to lie, and I tried my best, <laughs> but I'm such a bad liar.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, he should um, – yeah, it's just, it's just a bad – it's just a bad situation. I think that he um, – yeah. I think he's just genuinely, like, a really sweet kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he just had a hard time with mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. kind of my read on the situation. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, they seemed angry. And I think that – I think this is, like, the um, – it seems like the three days for him, like – built for sure. Like, I think they maybe would not have been so frustrated with this journey situation if not for the previous sweat quit. And then, you know, you build upon it when he is not doing so great on the puzzle. And um, yeah, I think that like in isolation, any of these one instances would not have necessarily turned the tides against him, but stacked up, it becomes like very incriminating.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pile on Jelinski by uh, the end of the night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pile for sure. That was, that was a tough one. And also like, yeah, I, I just noticed, I know it's interesting people, there were like confessionals from multiple people on the tribe talking about how frustrated they were with him uh, for this. It was like the, the, the energy was very strongly against him. So I think after the journey, he has like no chance of, of turning it back around. And then also, sorry, just as a side comment, like they all come back from the challenge and all five of them walk to the water well and he's like, I'm going to lean back for a little bit. I'm just going to take a rest for a
0: minute. Got to let make Jess think that, you know, it's, uh, you know, she's safe tonight.
1: I guess so. I was actually really shocked in his kind of like exit words. Um, him saying that he made some comment, like, you know, when you get comfortable in Survivor, that's when you get voted out. And I was like, you were, you were comfortable after that. that that's that made you feel comfortable. Yeah. So, um, honestly props to like Q, Kenzie, uh, and, uh, Tiffany Bonu for making him feel so comfortable. Made it's him feel pretty that. good.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. He also <laughs> referred to himself as a legend multiple times. I um, mean, the, the, the Survivor noticed- <laughs> editors and producers, uh, l- loving yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, if you go on Survivor, um, just just do not use the words, like, legend, icon, um, until, like, maybe the last three days. Then you can, okay. like, slightly split it. In. Did you, you ever do that, Franny? Be- no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I can't even, I can't even fathom. When I say? Like, I'm legendary.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's he's confident. So that, that, that's something going okay.
0: on. Okay, well, let's stick with Jelinski's tribe then. We spent so much time talking about yeah. Jelinski and, uh, you know, we had some other standouts there. We talked a little bit about Q who ultimately yeah. got his way. But Tiffany mm-hmm. uh, was somebody who had a really great night tonight. She ends up yeah. uh, finding the idol was super fun. I uh, had that r- really great confessional about how after she found the idol, the beware advantage, uh, she needed to get the key. And then uh, they had to get the key after they lost the challenge. So she gave us like a psych <laughs> about throwing. I, the ch- about- I, I don't think they threw the challenge. Um, I, right. You don't no. think that. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. I think there's no, that, it is just like wickedly foolish to throw the first challenge and nobody would do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Tiffany, uh, really great night. And uh, yeah. Kenzie, too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. They, I feel like, have quickly emerged as kind of, like, the core of this um, group around which, like, a couple different people are floating. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, they seemed to handle the, like, Beware Advantage really well. Kind of love that Tiffany just jumped right into it and she was like, this is mine. Like, I'm opening it. I'm dealing with it. Um, also, from, like, a viewer perspective, I'm glad that that loop kind of got closed within this episode because I think it can be hard when, like, somebody finds Beware Advantage and then doesn't go to tribal for, like, four weeks and you yeah. kind of forget that they, like, had it. Um, so I liked that. And then, yeah, I also, um, I I don't know, this one seemed a little like, uh, simpler to me than some of the other beware advantages, you know, thinking back to like the, the like bracelet-y thing, like that was hard and that required a lot of kind of work. I I sort of liked for the sake of, uh, simplicity that it was just sort of a word puzzle that Tiffany figures out and then she digs and then she has it. Um, I know, I think that's easier. I like people to have their vote. I like she, that she got it back pretty quickly
0: i'm pretty sure that mike has said mike bloom uh that they didn't know if these episodes were going to be 60 minutes or an hour or i'm sorry 60 minutes or uh, 90 minutes i'm sorry that's yeah. uh, that's uh 60 minutes or 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 maybe like four, for
1: hour four several minutes like, longer yeah four, four 50 minute chunks yeah which yeah. one was it
0: yeah that being said that I think that they built more complicated ways to find the idol into some of the stuff in Survivor 45. So I think we might have a little bit of that, but maybe not as complicated.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I thought like I thought it played well in 45, um, especially um, Sabaya's idol, the candle. I that oh, yeah. was just it was so funny, like so perfect. But I think that it maybe doesn't play as well a second time like you know with with 41 and 42 like the words like the second time you're like okay they say funny words you know what I mean like it it sort of like loses value with each iteration so I like that this felt like very very different um but yeah I think that both Tiffany and Kenzie seem to be playing well um, and seem to be like bringing a lot of different people in um I was honestly impressed with their um like flexibility, so like early in the episode, we see them defining this like four person alliance with Jelinski, Kenzie, Q and Tiffany. I was was impressed that they were able to kind of look past that initial definition of this is the majority to vote out somebody who they decided wasn't gonna work well with them or they didn't wanna work with. Cause I think sometimes, especially for the first vote, those kind of initial majorities that you decide feel very binding. And it's like really scary to break out of that. Um, and so I think it, it's good gameplay on their part to recognize like, okay, even though we had a majority and we felt good about this group, like it is not going to help us moving forward to have this kid here. Um, I just thought that that was, that was good, good play on their part. For a
0: first round. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this group does now post Jelinski and see if <laughs> uh, they're gonna be able to be like a more effective tribe because they really were not even close with these first couple of challenges.
1: No, definitely not. I, the, the part that killed me is, is Jeff is literally telling them like, you will not get the gecko over the wall by pulling it. It's like brute force pulling it. Um, Yeah, it seems like there's some like listening that needs to happen in their group, but maybe that'll help a little bit. And also some of the other tribes, Nami, is that Nami? Yes, Orange performed Orange. very well. Yes. Really good. They're a- ahead in both by okay. a lot.
0: Let me ask you, what'd you think about the giant gecko?
1: The gecko... Was so funny to me. Like Jeff knew that it was funny. I love the moment where he's like, "This is the biggest gecko you've ever seen," and it like, like you know, zooms in on the gecko. um the Yeah, I'm got just bloodshot
0: like, black eyes.
1: Yeah, what intern had to like color the like bloodshot part yeah. on the eyes of the gecko? Um, yeah, I just like imagine. It, I think it's it's just it's more the snake is played out. Jeff's like, we need another you know reptile in here. Um, yeah, I love the image that Jeff was like a bigger gecko. And they like
0: show him one and he's like, yeah, bigger, gecko, bigger, giant bigger. gecko. Yeah, giant gecko Big has a 100% movie. approval rating from uh Christian Hubiki Yeah. I mean, they say, yeah. oh, we can't, the themes are hard to come up with. Giant gecko Island. You nailed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: It writes itself. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Um, yeah, I thought the gecko was, was funny. Um, I feel like it's rare in a challenge that you have something like that, that is just like a funny like it's yeah. just there because it's silly that's the only reason yeah um yeah.
0: paramount plus store get the giant gecko plushie out in time for christmas yeah i would buy a gecko plushie genuinely <laughs> like
1: i thought it was, it was really cute it was, it was great yeah <laughs> i don't know what they're they just so excited about it this
0: okay season. you but, talked about the something. tribe that's doing the best in these challenges that would be nami the orange yeah. tribe okay uh yeah. Give, yeah. give me your thoughts on nami
1: yeah, I like them. They seem to be um, they seem to have some like complicated dynamics a little bit. So I'm curious to see what plays out, you know, if they eventually go to tribal. Um, I just oh, I just love. Well, OK, first of all, I just have to say I just really like this cast so much. And I feel like um, this is maybe the first season in a while that I, like this is maybe the least engaged I've been with preseason content okay. in a while, which is like very atypical. For so this is a big
0: surprise for you tonight.
1: Is that, yeah, yeah, I didn't know anyone. No, I mean, like I, I, I listen to a lot of the stuff, but usually I'm a little more like rabid about it. I feel like I just needed a little bit of like a mental break. Even
0: prior um, to you so, being on the show? Oh yes. yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm a, I'm a long time listener, Rob. Okay. <laughs> I love the show. Appreciate um, but that. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but It was just very exciting for me because I didn't necessarily come into this episode with um, strong favorites already. And usually I feel like I do. And I was just continuously surprised by so many of these people. um, And I feel like I walked away with a lot of people that I'm really, really excited to see more from. Honestly, like, Two people that I'm most excited about are on this Orange Tribe, Tevin and Soda. I thought they were so fun and funny, and I loved watching them. Yeah. yeah. They they (laughs) both really
0: brought a lot to the episode. I I think uh, Tevin got the, like, uh, Carolyn spot, the basically, like, the called open of uh, kicking off the show. And he's just such a great narrator.
1: Yeah, he's excellent. I'm really curious how that happened. Like, did they sit him down and say, "Tevin, you're an actor. Can you give us like a monologue about yeah. Survivor, and, like what it is?" Or did he just launch into that? Because so I
0: kind of don't. I, I listened to a little bit of the On Fire podcast that uh, oh. Jeff is is back again this season with the last season's winner D, and uh, that he did talk about that briefly. Um, that they had a producer who just like okay. Kevin, tell us about Survivor. And he just basically gave his explanation out. of Survivor.
1: Yeah. he's He's got a way with words. You need to get him on the podcast after this.
0: That would be great. Yeah. We'd love that.
1: Yeah. Excellent. And I thought that he, um, yeah, I don't know. He's just so genuine and so excited and uh, Soda as well. Um, they just both like made me smile a lot uh, in this first episode. And I also thought, like very socially savvy, I thought that that... Um, which okay by the way oh god i tried to look it up um the An- what is it andy griffith show andy griffith
0: show, show. I, I wanted to ask you franny okay <laughs> so franny you're gen yeah. z right yeah yeah, yeah. have you I ever am. heard of uh, of something called the andy griffith show
1: um no so my google history from today is like <laughs> who is andy griffith what is the cultural impact of the Andy Griffith show? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. I I don't think I understand. Like if you could give me a quick.
0: Okay. Uh, so, you know, honestly, it's so old that I, I know what it is, but uh, I have never watched an episode of the Andy Griffith show, <laughs> but I know that there's like, it's about a town called Mayberry. And there was <laughs> uh, a, a sheriff who was kind of like a goofball um, mm-hmm. And his name was Barney Fife. And okay. the famous director, Ron Howard, was the kid on Andy Griffith's show. He was Opie. Okay. And, and apparently, both Hunter and Tevin watched it. And yeah. I also suspect that there is some synergy that also that is on Paramount Plus, if I had to guess. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Now it's all becoming <laughs> It's clear. also, I believe, that Andy Griffith lives on Paramount Mountain these days.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like now streaming the Andy Griffith the show. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Okay. The multiverse. So it's just kind of like a, it's an old, cute show. Yeah. It's, it's it sounds like wholesome. A
0: wholesome show about a very small town and yeah. very famous uh, theme song.
1: Oh, can you hum it?
0: It's or... a whistle.
1: Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's enough. That's hard <laughs> to whistle into a podcast you microphone
1: pull that right out. That was, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an You're earworm. A it's show. a bop. Yeah. 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 Um, Andy I thought this
0: TikTok cute. was lit up tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the Andy Griffith fans really came out of the woodwork for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Big night for them. As well like, as the, well the Elsbeth
0: fans. Franny, did you hear Elsbeth is going to be on CBS tomorrow night? Really? Why? <laughs> why? What? For why? <laughs> did, did you not catch all the promotion of Elsbeth?
1: No, they didn't promote it well enough for me.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, that uh it was uh, watching on CBS proper tonight. It was hard to miss the very over the top promotion of the brand new CBS drama Elsbeth coming.
1: Oh, huge. Oh, see this is what I get when I don't watch the commercials. I miss all the little Oh, you side didn't have bits. to. Watch.
0: It wasn't the commercials. She kept Oh, was- this is what this is what kept happening on the screen, okay? It was like <laughs> Oh no. (laughs) And then she would like push the button of her CBS on the bottom of the screen. Oh, she's the
1: what? The 19th castaway on the
0: (laughs) (laughs) screen? Yes, basically. Yeah, she came out of her spy shack to come out and surprise us many times.
1: Wow. Oh, huge night for Elspeth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably (laughs) tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. But yes. so Tevin.
1: Yeah, I love Tevin. What a find. Um, What a find. Incredible. Yeah. Sometimes there are people where you're like, how have you not been on the show before? Like, I'm glad that, you know, you're Mm -hmm. here to really, you know, perk up this wonderful cast. But I'm like, man, where have you been hiding all this time? It's just really fun to find somebody. somebody Okay. So exciting.
0: Tell me, Franny, Hunter is in the Andy Griffith, the aforementioned Andy Griffith alliance (laughs) with Tevin. But also then uh, was complaining about Soda's camp songs that just from somebody who's been an astute fan of Survivor, do you feel like that this is the beginning of a successful story for Hunter? Or is this potentially the beginning of some problems for Hunter in this tribe?
1: Yeah, I honestly think that um for a lot of people it would be yeah, the opening act of uh whoop, sorry, there's a there's a there's something chirping outside. I don't know if you could hear that. Yeah, if you I, couldn't, I then I got it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> good, good. Otherwise. Um yeah, I think for a lot of people this would be um kind of the beginning of the end, maybe, you know, like a, a clear scene about you maybe not getting along with what a lot of the other tribe is doing. But Hunter seems um very aware of himself and also socially aware, like he, he really clearly comments that he might not be able to keep up with the kids on, you know, T-Swift. And, uh, is that what the kids say T-Swizzle or whatever?
0: You're asking (laughs) me? You're asking me, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do the kids say? Am I Charlie?
1: Yeah. 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 Charlie, big Swifty. Um, so, so Hunter, like, you know, identifies this, but I think that he, his decision to, Go to Tevin, maybe be a little vulnerable and say, like, ah, you know, I'm not quite uh, fitting in with all this singing stuff, but use that as like fodder to connect with Tevin. I thought was really um, astute. So I feel like for Hunter, this is going to be the start of a good story. Okay. But maybe I'm too optimistic. Maybe.
0: We also saw, I feel like maybe a complicated edit for liz in this episode where i felt like uh, because i really like liz and i feel like Mm -hmm. that we saw some good moments for her but we also saw tevin reacting negatively to her having four businesses uh we got all of the stuff about her food allergies uh but i think she handled it pretty well so yeah yeah well what's your reaction to liz
1: Yeah. um, I feel like um, we got a lot like personality wise from her, but strategically in the tribe, I feel like I just have no clue where she's um, sitting. Yeah. I came away from this like, okay, she has four businesses and she can't eat anything. And that's like mostly what I know about her at this point. Um, Yeah. I think that talking about the businesses uh, in that kind of like opening um, meet and greet like that moment where you're, you're all like in the water or whatever and you're talking about who you are feels so fraught like it, it feels like anything you say it could be the end of you um, and so she seems like somebody who she says is like really confident in herself I think really like proud of the awesome things that she's done um, and maybe was just so excited to share that that she didn't stop and think like maybe this isn't the forum um, but yeah for Annie, I think talking about
0: what, oh, if, yeah? what if the reality is she has several businesses.
1: And by several <laughs> yeah. businesses,
0: I mean seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have yeah. four
0: businesses was the lie.
1: Yeah. And she's downplaying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when um, like do you ever see those videos where they ask like millionaire children how much milk costs? And they're like fifteen dollars. It's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like maybe she's she she's lost sight of what's a normal <laughs> number of businesses to have. <laughs> she's like,
0: four. She's doing um, so well.
1: Yeah, she's doing so well. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of like a, that was a bit of a moment. But I also think that she seems um, socially to be gelling with the tribe. Like, uh, I noticed she picked up on Soda's funny little like Nami bit at the very beginning Mm -hmm. very quickly. Um, And I think that that will speak more to her, you know, integration into the tribe than, you know, some something she said at the beginning.
0: Okay. And then we had some drama in this uh, orange tribe, the NAMI tribe between Venus and Randon where, and and I think that this was something that we were like uh, clocked in the preseason of, okay, well, we think that, okay, Kevin and Soda, they were vibing in the preseason. Thought maybe Liz would be involved with that. Figured Hunter seems like that he is going to fit in socially. But it's going to be Venus and Randon that are going to be the two on the outs. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, you know, okay, Venus felt uh, unsure about her position. She goes out idle hunting. Randon spots her, but then tries to tell on her to Soda. Mm -hmm. And it kind of backfires.
1: Oh, yeah, it majorly backfires. Well, first of all, like, I thought that whole sequence was so interesting, and I'm sure it did not happen, you know, quite exactly how they showed it. I thought it was so funny that, you know, Venus gets kind of called, but not even really called, a princess by, you know, Tevin and I think Liz, too. We're like, oh, yeah, I thought of you as a princess. And she sees this as so, like, such a, you know, huge issue to her game that she has to go look for an idol. She's like, now I need to go look for an idol. I just thought that was so funny. I was Mm -hmm. like, Why? Um
0: Prin- yeah uh, ironically uh, princess bad but if people said queen good what's all up with of that a sudden, yeah. yeah
1: yeah what's what's the royal hierarchy here <laughs> you can't you can't just be in the royal family you have to be like the monarch i guess mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i feel like if you're venus as well maybe the move there is just to be like oh yeah i do come off as a princess like play into it let them think you're a princess like you know they don't need to know that you're a super badass you can like show them later through mm-hmm. your actions um, but yeah, this really did not go well for Randon. I was thinking about, it was interesting with the Orange Tribe, like um, there's kind of this theme of, of uh, when did this happen again? Um, Tevin and Soda were talking about um, their opinions about Hunter together. Um, and from my understanding of the tribe dynamics, it sort of feels like maybe a core two is like Tevin and Soda. And then Hunter is kind of like added to that. Maybe Liz is, is in on that as well. And it seemed like Soto was kind of bonding with Venus. And then like now it seems like Brandon is on the outside, but it's interesting because I think especially so early in the game, it's like really a gamble to go to somebody and say something negative about another tribe member. Mm -hmm. Like, unless you feel really, really good with that person, you just have to assume that they're going to go and tell that tribe member that you were talking shit. You know what I mean? And I think that like with Soda and Tevin, they were vibing enough that they felt comfortable to talk about Hunter and they agreed that they liked Hunter. But I think, you know, unless Randon felt just like really, really good with Soda, I think it, it, is always going to paint a negative light on yourself to be talking poorly about another tribe member so early? I said,
0: yeah, ugh, I think it, it could go either way. I think that there needs to be like a bond first. Like I think yeah. that's sort of like, okay, what, once we have trust, then I'm going to give you that information. But I feel like that if you if your opener is your bid for like, hey, well, you should trust me, is I'm going to tell you about how this other person is doing something bad. Like I think that mm-hmm. that's probably not ideal.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think so does read on it was immediately correct. Like as soon as she does something that Randon doesn't like, he'll go around and talk about her. Um, Yeah. An interesting move for him. Doesn't bode well. I feel that we didn't really see him connecting with like anybody else besides her. And then it immediately (laughs) fires. It's like, ooh, maybe not a great episode for him as well. Um, But I guess I also see from his perspective. I do think it's weird that, you know, I mean, not weird, but Mm -hmm. I would also feel a little sussed out if I saw somebody looking for an idol on day, you know, whatever, two, three, like, I'd be like, well, why, why are you doing that? Yeah. Just come find coconut like, and get back here.
0: Where's the bird cage. This doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: What, are you, what are you doing? Looking on the ground. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of just an interesting tribe. I'm like curious to see how they play out. And I also feel like with Venus, um, she's an interesting one because I feel like her, um, energy feels really different from like other people's on the tribe to me. Like, I, I, you know, she, and maybe she was playing along, but she, she doesn't strike me as like a camp song kind of girl. So I'm just curious to see how, you know, the rest of her journey on this tribe plays out. Um,
0: Yeah. I don't know. I really liked the moment where then it got back to her that uh, Randon called her a Parvati and yeah. you'd rather than like take an insult uh she was <laughs> like seemed like rather pleased with that like wow th- th- like that's a great compliment to be called yeah. a parvity and even yeah. like the accusations against her like uh how dare you how dare you like correctly assume i am i am looking for the idol like uh, like that, that's but but really how could you
1: Yeah, come on, come on. I'm allowed to, you know, suss things out from other people, but you're not allowed to from me. Um, Yeah, it's the audacity. It's really fun from her. She's a fun, she's a fun pick.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. There's one more tribe we haven't talked about. That's the Sika tribe. And, you know, I really thought that the person who had the best night here was Maria. Yeah, really awesome night from
1: Maria. Um, Yeah, we talked about the journey, but I think she played that, Super, super well. I mean, I think, uh, it's, it is a hard position to draw that. What was it? A torch card. Mm-hmm. Um, cause then it really feels like everything is on your shoulders, that whole decision. Um, and Yeah, she crushed it and then is approached about an alliance by like multiple people. It's awesome. She's had a wonderful night.
0: Yeah, she seems like that she really has this women's alliance together. Plus, she has an Mm -hmm. extra vote and then it looks like that they're picking up Charlie, potentially for the Charlie's Angels Alliance, uh, another old TV show.
1: Mm -hmm. Lots of fun alliance names. I mean, not
0: for anything. I guess Survivor is an old TV show, too. Yeah. Oh, hey.
1: What it's not really. <laughs> I mean, it
0: is twenty four years old. I mean, by TV show standards, that's pretty old.
1: Yeah, twenty four years young, Rob. Twenty four <laughs> years <laughs> young. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, I did, that wasn't a shot, for Annie.
1: Oh yeah. What I mean, twenty twenty four. <laughs> about to turn twenty five, Rob. Yeah, that's I mean, brilliant. by a, a,
0: by person standards, that's pretty young. But for but for a yeah. TV show, I mean, it's probably the longest running show on like other than like 60 minutes.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the longest running show that show. Yeah. On. Or like,
0: like Monday night football. Like I feel like it's very, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's had a good run.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good one. Well, you're saying, I feel like it's like you're saying goodbye.
0: No, not <laughs> yet. Let me not say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. No, don't say
1: that. Yeah. I'm going for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. is I think, I think, uh, Charlie's Angels, fun name. I like the fun alliance name. It kind of like cauterizes it in an interesting way. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting tribe. We also had yep. what the Dumb and dumb Alliance. Wait, okay. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the, uh, what is it? Savvy? Savvy? Whoa! That <laughs> seemed impossible to me. In what world? <laughs> like, yeah. What did it say in the secret thing? It said dig under rock? Yep. Like I never would, or dig under what? Lock? I never, never would have yep. ever discovered that
0: yeah okay uh the chat's reminding me the simpsons is on has been on longer yes and snl but snl is not really a you know a a normal primetime show like it's a this is variety show okay so (laughs) yeah that was very very hard i don't i I feel like that they missed like another step of like the instructions like the savvy was like impossibly hard jeff said also on the on fire podcast that they do not make these challenges so hard that people can't get them but I don't know. They're really, really pushing it. I am it.
1: calling bull on that, especially like this one. Okay. I could see a world in which somebody figures it out. Um, what was the, the one for 45? No, there was nobody who was going to get the like, you know, twisty. Oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Remember that? They the brought it back tier? again for Emily to do.
1: Yeah. And Emily wise is like, I ain't touching that. <laughs> no, like, absolutely not. forget it. Um, yeah, I think they they make them you know so that maybe one especially gifted person can get it and nobody else can get it. Um, yeah, so I, I felt kind of bad for them for not figuring it out, but I think they played it well. Um, the tribe did not seem upset at all. We get no content from anybody else saying that they're they're pissed about it. Yeah, um, yeah, they seem kind of like a they, the that tribe. They seem kind of all just like cute and a little dorky, and I really like it. It's a very sweet tribe to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. Ben, I thought might be somebody who could potentially get on people's nerves uh, in that tribe based off of some of the preseason content. Uh, they loved him.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I don't understand a thing he says. You know, See, the but shred. you have these,
0: these guitars behind you. Oh, <laughs> were yeah. you going to play what? something tonight?
1: Wait a minute.
0: Can you Wait. play the Andy Griffith theme song?
1: What? what were you ready it? to shred? You're either shred or shred or you're dead. Is that what? You're saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. None of these are mine. These are all. These are all mats. Um, I feel. I look like I've never Matt held a mat in my life. Matt shreds hard, Rob. Ooh.
0: Wow, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that.
1: Um, yeah, he's in a band. He's
0: in a band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look at yes. you, Franny, with yeah. a bad boy in a band.
1: He used to own a motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get this far in the podcast. That's the only reason I feel
0: comfortable yeah. spilling his sequel. Okay. Uh, Can you tell us about Matt's band?
1: Oh yeah, it's called Cyanara Picnic. Um, it is a city pop band. Do you know what city pop is? No. Okay, so it's a it's Japanese eighties like pop. Uh, it's a it's a <laughs> okay. it's an interesting. Like, funky little genre, um, and he just loves it. And he it's shreds. Like, makes, he shreds. It makes him so happy. Yeah, he you know, plays his little guitar, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. He's a very musical man. He's We've got like a little, um, I'll show you this too. Sorry, this is like not about the episode at all, but on the desk.
0: Yes, oh, drumsticks?
1: We've got this little like drummy thing. Yes. So sometimes during meetings, he'll <laughs> drum.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: I've taken us off course, I think. No, this but, is
0: great. We love it.
1: Yeah. A little peek into the domestic life of Matt and Franny. Yeah. uh, yeah.
0: Super fun. Um, So yeah, that's uh, what's going on. Sika, except for that uh, nuts, a little trouble in paradise. Uh, Seems like that Tim is maybe the unhappy camper. Yeah. um,
1: Quick comment about Tim. Uh, I don't think I've ever laughed at the way that somebody put on a buff. Yeah. But his like. Did you notice that he like it was, tied it and it was a cute little, it like was bow giving Minnie mouse. It was giving Minnie mouse in a big way. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: Ms. Pac-Man.
1: It was, yeah. It was slaying. Some might say, um, yeah, I thought, <laughs> yes. I, thought was, I thought it was really cute. Um, yeah, I think Tim is in a tough, uh, position. Cause I don't think it's a wonderful look to be saying like, we got to crush the girls Alliance. We got to get a girl out first. Um, but I think that he, you know, is noticing something that's real, that's happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it puts people in a, in a tough position in these more recent seasons, uh, with all the, you know, like with women going early, like you don't want that to happen, but you know, if you're there on the season and you are not a woman, what do you do? Um, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Well, it's also that these people are playing that the last season they got to see, it was you guys that they got to see the season 44. And of course, like that, that was such a big part of the discourse. And now uh, they come in and, you know, last season we saw also where uh, the Bellow tribe, it looked like, okay, well, the women are going to be sticking together. They're going to be running things. That wasn't exactly how it worked. So uh, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just so like arbitrary. I don't know. And nobody, I feel like people are rarely like, there's a man's alliance. Like the men are all talking. Like it's always the women. It's like girls are gonna talk. You know, what are you gonna do? You're just talking. Yeah, so what? So what? So what? Just let us talk to each other. Um, but then you know, also bad to get, you know, vote somebody out. Um yeah, I really liked him though. He's um he's very endearing. There's something like very deadpan about him that. Is cracking me up, so I'm excited to hear more from him. And I like that cute connection with him and Maria that they're both parents. Um, I don't know how Mom strong. And of- Mom and Dad. Yeah. I think that's I don't over. Know though. How- I
0: think that's over. Mom and Dad.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like we have something bigger than this game. Like we're both parents. Next day, he's like we gotta get
0: her. <laughs> we gotta go. Um,
1: yeah. Didn't didn't hold super uh, tight there, but yeah, that's an interesting tribe as well. And and he you know is kind of proposing this like men's alliance rebellion i don't know how much ben and charlie were like picking up what he was putting down there mm-hmm. um but yeah sort of seems like charlie is maybe in a sweet spot in that group as well He's playing the taylor um, swift card playing the taylor swift card yeah there's a blank space uh yes. baby and right not <laughs> right <Charlie's>.
0: yeah. <laughs> write write yeah, yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's all i know about taylor swift
0: <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. Well, that, look, I hope nobody gets on your case for not knowing more about Taylor Swift, any.
1: I know. I know they probably will. I, I actually, I'm reformed. I used to like specifically not like Taylor Swift. Now oh. I'm like, I know which I feel like I shouldn't even say, but now I'm like neutral to like neutral to yeah. positive.
0: That's fine because yeah. you're too busy with sign picnic. You don't have time yeah. for, for exactly. the, uh, Tay-Tay.
1: I'm a groupie for another band, Taylor. (laughs) I'm so busy. Yeah, just
0: follow me. Oh, wait. Christian Hubicki has a review of uh the uh Cyanar Picnic. He said, I googled the Matt Blankenship band. It's described as if uh Daft Punk and Fleet Foxes had a love child, uh, this band would disappoint its parents. Turns out it's a different Matt Blankenship. Oh my god, thank God. Oh my god, that was close. That was close.
1: I'm sweating. What a what a um interestingly crafted <laughs> like uh, insult. What is that? The sweating. I am though. That's why I wore black
0: t-shirts. <laughs> yes, yes. Feeling- I love when you just yell.
1: Oh yeah, the- <laughs> some people do. Some people don't. I love it. Um, I love it. Oh, good.
0: Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It keeps me on my toes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes like the um the light bulb goes off on the <laughs> inside of my head, and it's just like Pah! You know what I mean? I can't. <laughs> I can't keep it in. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Franny, we got some questions from the listeners that I want to bring in. But first, uh, let me just take a quick moment and mention some of the great reasons why people may want to consider becoming a patron of Rob Has a Podcast. Because I like to say the greatest reality TV community in the world. If I may say so myself, Rob, it's a podcast. We're connecting around these shows that we love, and this is the place to do it in our Facebook groups, our Discord, all sorts of different shows that we have, including our call-in show on Friday when we're answering the questions. Plus, we make it so easy to watch all the international shows as well com slash patron plus early access to our live show tickets as well. That's at com slash patron. Okay, Franny, let's go ahead and uh, take some questions from the, the listeners, okay? Yes. All right, I got a lot. I got a lot.
1: Oh, yes! Awesome. Okay. okay
0: All right. Um, let's see. Let's try not to take uh, any of the really hard ones about Jelinski.
1: Um, oh, God, people, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. He's got uh, a hard enough enough Here's a nice already. one. Okay, is this the great Darnell Hamilton that says Jelinski, the legend?
1: Whoa, Darnell, come out of hiding. <laughs> Hello.
0: Yeah, okay, well, we're going to be in Chicago in May. Maybe we'll see Darnell. Oh,
1: yeah, come to Chicago in May. Okay,
0: all right. How about uh, Leah wants to know, when Jelinski smashed the hourglass, did he end the new era?
1: Yeah, I thought that that was... Well, actually, yeah, my first thought is Twitter's going to have something to say about this. Um, but it's interesting, I think that... Did they like know, it or not? I, I think that they would be, like, triggered by it. You uh. know, everybody's always showing the hourglass. Um, I, I Who am I to say if Twitter likes something? or to, I just barely understand. The, I'm drowning at all times in that environment. Um, but I thought it would be really funny if production... Um, you know, decided that they needed to be so committed to the new era, like, mechanisms that they had to go and change something because an hourglass was smashed. Like, I think that that would have been really interesting. Yeah. Like, I think they should have been contractually obligated to, like, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. Sh- I kind of wonder does does Jelinski need to get the go ahead before he smashes the hourglass like does he have to check with somebody like hey I'm going to I'm I'm going to smash this uh, like uh, or do they just like if yeah. when he goes there, if he's not allowed they're just like ah, 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 ah. put it down I'm don't be touch honest,
1: there is there is no chance he cleared the house. okay <laughs> I, I think there is no chance that <laughs> anyone gives him the green light to do smash they give like, him
0: the bill for the hourglass at the end <laughs> like when he was like uh you owe us Jelinski. Yeah.
1: I think they gave him a little dustbin and made him sweep up the glass that's now just like on the beach mm-hmm. that was my first thought is somebody's gonna hurt themselves.
0: I mean if Jake got yelled at for breaking the challenge uh yeah. last season
1: yeah I think Jeff I mean, should have like voted
0: over how there many of these hourglasses do you think they have?
1: They've got, I mean, they've got to have hundreds. Hundred. <laughs> you got the, you know, the slow mo shot of them breaking it. You know, they did that like 50 <laughs> times. <laughs> There's just like a weird, dimly lit warehouse somewhere just full of hourglasses.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, Glenn wants to know Does several mean seven?
1: Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about this because I actually have very strong opinions about this. Um, this is something that I was arguing uh, with Matt about actually uh, four ish days ago. Um, I find it (laughs) several days ago. Mm -hmm. I was arguing about this with Matt. Um, So there are people out there. uh, It seems like Jelinski is one of them who very firmly believe that several means like seven, that a couple means two, um, that like a few means three. I think it's, Cods wall up. Like, it's dumb. Literally, like, just w- use words colloquially. Why are you... People, like, hold me to things that I say. I say, oh, like, you know, I'll be on in a couple of minutes, and I'm not there in two minutes, and they're they're frustrated because I said a couple, and they think a couple mm-hmm. means two. I think it's just, like, it's weird semantics. Like, people don't... If if somebody wanted to say seven, they'd say seven. If somebody wanted to say two, they'd You're say two.
0: You're team Jeff.
1: I'm team Jeff. I yes. think that... I think, and I think that, and honestly, you know, I thought it was a cute moment. I feel like Jalinski was looking for humor in this like thing that he did that maybe people weren't happy with, but like reading the, the clue and saying, oh, well, it says it'll take several hours and we only have four. So therefore we don't have enough. Is just like, so it's too big brain. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think had they said Jalinski, you have seven hours. I still think he's breaking the hourglass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because they yeah, did yeah, it, it with, a, it's not like they ran out of time. They had like two and a half hours left.
1: Yeah, they had a lot of time. I know, I do actually think that like maybe the Jelinski like sweat quit would have been a little better if he'd waited just like a smidge longer. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed like he called it like really early. Um, Yeah, just like let the s- sand shake down a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, wait it out. Okay.
1: Well, wait. What do you think about this, Rob? You think uh, seven is seven?
0: No, I do not. I think that that's a Jelinski original. Are you sure? Yeah, I'd like to yeah, ask Stephen's you know. opinion. I feel like that Stephen knows uh, a lot about like uh, the he studies, words. He's a writer. Maybe he might have some thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, my and I'm very curious to hear what Stephen has to say as well. My opinion is that like some words were created with a really specific purpose and maybe initially several did mean mm-hmm. seven in the world, but like words morph with yeah. culture and that's not what it means.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that S E V is like a prefix. Like if something is oct, it means eight. but I don't think that like severance means that you're getting seven things.
1: Yeah, well, and, and sept is that uh, prefix, S-E-P-T, mm-hmm. septet. Yeah. So take that, Jelinski. <laughs>
0: Septeral minutes would be seven.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This challenge will take septural hours. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. I don't have septural hours on my
0: hands. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Ryan Irwin wants to know, Franny, who's going to be the comp beast uh, like you uh, in this season?
1: Oh, oh! You know who I think looks jacked is um Tiffany. Oh my God, yeah. her arms are just incredible. Um, yeah, she I could see pulling the challenge run. Uh, she seems like really strong. Um, as well, Maria really beasted. Oh the giant yeah, did you see when she's puzzle? carrying the
0: puzzle piece on her back?
1: I know my first thought is like, that cannot be the most like ergonomic way to do that. Um, I hope she's okay. But uh, she I me, she seems fine. She mm-hmm. had a great night. Um, yeah, I think those two look really strong to me. I mean, Q has the like football background. I like the, I like that they just showed a shot of him sprinting. <laughs> it's like, I was like, okay. Yeah. I, oh, I understand. He's very athletic.
0: Yeah, Franny, tell me about Q because he's somebody yeah. that from the preseason, I've wondered, you know, it seems like, okay, Hard worker, dedicated, great athlete, good attitude. Can he win the game? I think. Or in the new era, are things just so stacked against somebody who's such a standout that there's no way that Q can actually get to the end and win? Nobody will let him.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard for somebody like him to get far because he's like almost too obvious. You know what I mean? I feel like you have, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You have to have something really clearly wrong with you to get far into the game. Like you have to have- um, Camouflage, clear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, camouflage, plage. Um, like, a plage
0: like a flage, um, Like a flage, like a flage
1: like a flage. Um, yeah, I feel like you have to have, um, you know, you can't come into a, a group, like, you know, say he makes it to the merge. You can't show up and have people see you for the first time and be like, Hmm, he seems like a threat. I feel like he's a person who people might uh, say that about. So I think it would be hard for him to get to the end, but also I think sometimes for people there's kind of like a, you know, a weird, um, relationship with time spent in the game and your threat level where like, you're almost so obvious that you become discounted as a threat. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I think it could go either way for him, but he does seem like a little too maybe golden boy or something based on his background.
0: Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth wants to know, is Kenzie peaking too soon? We saw Ellie in 43 Mm -hmm. and Shannon 41 do well in the pre-merge and then flame out later. Is Kenzie on that track? Yeah, okay,
1: Kenzie's an interesting one cuz she um she's very social um and she seems to be positioned really well. Um this was like a tiny thing that I noticed that kind of made me laugh, but we're shown um Banu going up to Kenzie and saying like I want to work with you, you know, And she makes some comments. she's like she's like, "Yeah, like, you know, I'm just I'm looking for numbers." <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, don't say that." Yeah. If you say like I really like you too, you know. Um so
0: Yeah, that's I think what that I, so, you so, always say to Banu that you like you too. That he he's the lead singer.
1: Oh, oh that was good. <laughs> that was, that was really, good.
0: We're shredding. Good. They shred too. They shred too.
1: Yes. They shred too. Um but yeah, so I think that Kenzie like actually is really social and um like astute and seems to be doing well at this point, but I also worry for her, somebody like a Kenzie that is, you know, magnetic like that. I worry that she could get a little high on her own supply and um, slip up. You know what I mean? Like uh, we see her, you know, this is episode one and she's saying like, I'm the queen of the tribe. Like everybody's calling my number. My phone's ringing off the hook. Um, And I think that that may be true, but that's an attitude that like you just need to temper a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure she's not saying that to other people, and it it's one thing to say it in a confessional. But I just hope that it doesn't go to her head a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think that she's doing a great job so far. I feel like that her and Tiffany are in a really nice spot, and then they also. Uh, it's just interesting that that, and then there's Q also. Like, uh, it feels like that that's like the 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 triad there in in that group. You know, they outnumber Q. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that power dynamic goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I think I said this before too, but again, like I found it impressive that they decided to break against this group before they created at the beginning. I feel like that um, decision for those three, probably even further solidified them as the core three. So, um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, good for Tiffany, good for Kenzie, and as long as they like Q, good for mm-hmm. Q.
0: Okay. BBG95 says, is Jelinski the second most entertaining first boot of all time behind only the legend of Zayn Knight?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, Jelinski, I said this, he did a lot in his time. Like, he really made the most of it. Um, I think he did. Yeah, he was very entertaining. He really like went balls to the wall. He put everything into it. It's a legend.
0: Yeah, I'm going to miss him. I I thought he would have brought a lot to the season. I think that he was going to be a real wild card and somebody I know for all of the talk about uh, whether or not Survivor is ever going to have the, ever gonna have real villains on the show anymore? I think Jelinski yeah. was certainly somebody who was, uh, even though he wasn't willing to lie. Like I, I think mm-hmm. that he was somebody who would have been willing to, uh, you know, play the game. He talked in his preseason interviews about Russell Hans, like in a pretty like. Uh, he called him an a hole, but he also said that like he's like really respected him, and so I, I think that he could have done some like dastardly things potentially in the game
1: yeah my thought on this is um i think that there and and like i feel like i can speak to this because i played when i was 23. so like i was young too okay i think it does not behoove you to yeah it's, you know, people do it. I think it does not behoove you to play when you're young because um I think when you are like under maybe 25, I, I genuinely think even if you have had a lot of like challenges in life, you feel like you know yourself really well. Um, like I went into the game, you wouldn't believe Rob. I I, I remember during casting, um, I would sometimes talk about how I thought that I might be a villain. And I remember my casting person was like, Don't don't say that. <laughs> She's like, that's not your type. Like you're not, you're not going to be a villain. I didn't understand. That. I was like, well, maybe I could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, why think did you think some-
0: that you would be a villain?
1: Um, you know, well now looking back, I'm not so sure, but I think I was just, I, I felt like I had the capacity to lie. I felt like I had the capacity to be, you know, deceitful, um, which who's to say I don't, but I think that, I think that like, maybe, you know, especially if you're young, like you look up to, you know, Cool players like Russell Hance, you know, even if you think he's an a-hole, um, you like to believe that you can sort of be like that. And then, you know, you get out there and you're actually just like a nice kid. (laughs) You you can't like lie to this person that maybe reminds you of your mom. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that he um did have potential. And I think if he'd like settled in a little bit, maybe he could have found his footing more and, and pulled out some of that more villainous side. But I think it could have been like wishful thinking on his part a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think that he was there to like, to do the most. And I think that probably, you know, you want to take it a little bit slower.
1: Yeah. 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 I think do the most, but like over a longer (laughs) period of time, (laughs) maybe we don't do the most in 72 hours worth
0: over three days. Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, Okay.
0: All right. Um, Let's see. How about this from pokey trainer? Jaden says, is there any way except for winning the next immunity for Jess to stay? We haven't talked much about Jess. How do you think that she fits into this equation moving forward?
1: Yeah. So, um, first of all, I like Jess a lot. Um, and it's kind of a bummer to me that she doesn't seem to be fitting in super well with this tribe. Like I just, I, I think she's really fun and funny. And I feel like if I was there, I would want to work with her. Um, I think that Jess is in a tough spot because she has multiple different things working against her, like her, you know, perceived challenge strength. That's a tough one. And if purple, what are they? Mm Yanu win or loses again, I think they will um, immediately start picking off somebody who they don't think is going to be helpful in challenges. Plus I think, with people who are like really strong, really hardworking, you've got like a cue. And then Tiffany was saying that she, you know, is caring about challenge strengths as well. She's also like super strong. I think that that'll be like a top priority for them. So that's not going well for her. People saying that they can't read her. They maybe don't feel like they're connecting with her. That's another strike against her. And then also, honestly, I think, especially this early in the game, like if you're perceiving that somebody is, uh, not adjusting well, like talking about her not getting sleep. Like she sort of seems like she's, she's out of it. I think that that feels like unpredictable and I could see people just wanting to be like, okay, she's just, she, she maybe can't handle this. Like we just got to get her out. Um, I don't know. I think that the scenario I could see where she stays is if uh, Kenzie and Tiff maybe decide that they want to mm-hmm. do something different than working with like Bonu and Q Um And they want to like maybe have more agency or like go rogue or something. Um, But I think she's not in a wonderful spot right now, to be perfectly
0: honest. What about from a story standpoint? Do you feel like that? Could you see her having like a uh, Carolyn type arc where, okay, she's really having a rough go of fitting in in the beginning, but then kind of like gets her legs underneath her and then is able to settle in a bit?
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think what she needs narratively for that to happen is, um, her jam jam, you know, like, and maybe that's Banu, but, but like, by this point in season 44, like we'd already seen a connection between, uh, jam jam and Carolyn and, you know, jam jam is like fighting for her and vice versa. Um, and as we said earlier, like nobody was really advocating for her. in this this, is first vote. It was just like against Jelinski. Um, and if, that person doesn't like appear for her soon, I think it'll be really hard for her to, to come back. But just narratively, I would love for her to to spin it around. And I think, you know, the first days are, first couple of days are the hardest, in my opinion. Then you kind of like settle into it. You're like, ah, yeah, I don't sleep
0: anymore. What's new, <laughs> you know? I don't sleep anymore, sure. And overrated.
1: <laughs> overrated, who needs it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Brian wants to know, how is Franny so incredible and filled with energy? <laughs>
1: So sweet. Thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I get a good night's sleep. Maybe yes. that's why. Okay. That helps. Yeah, lots of sleep. Lots yeah. of sleep.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. How about, um, um, want to make sure uh, we don't take things that we already talked about. Mark wants to know, is it better to be the fourth in an established alliance or better to be the third in a shaky alliance that you can solidify?
1: Oh, okay. I wonder um if Mark has somebody in mind. Is that the is that the uh, Charlie maybe? The
0: Charlie
1: versus like who would I guess it, maybe the third.
0: Well, like, I'd say maybe Charlie going with the men.
1: Oh, I understand. Although
0: um, well, maybe Tim would be I, the third there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if you really feel like you're the person who is um the fourth there needs to be a judgment call about um, the dynamics of the remaining three. Like, for example, right now on purple, um, you know, Banu is in this interesting position where he might be able to suss out that like Q, Kenzie, Tiffany, or seem a little closer um, to each other than he is to them. Um, But I don't know. I think from my perspective, it's better to be the fourth but then work really actively to establish um, a closer bond with one of the other three and and make like a, a another core two within that four. Um, But I think, It can go either way.
0: Yeah, (laughs) certainly. Yeah, I think it's probably better to be in the four just because I think that that six person vote that I think you have like a little bit more certainty than uh, one of these other votes where it's a three person vote. But it seems like that that uh, person who's getting voted out like almost always plays the shot in the dark. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like a five person thing.
1: True. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So then it's even better to be in the four. And also, I mean, you know, we're coming hot off of the Reba Four, which did not, you know, dissolve until like the very, very end. But I feel like, um, groups like that formed very early, um, tend to like drift or shift at some point because people, I feel like people just get squirrely. You know what I mean? Like, um, they want to try something new. They want to shake things up. They don't like their position. And so if you are comfortable being uncomfortable for a little bit, feeling like you're you're not in the best position in a majority, um, you might give yourself more opportunities later to be there and be, you know, in the right spot when things do eventually kind of shift.
0: That's Brandy, what I would want to be. Your friend in mine, Carson, wants to know, um, did you notice Banu pulling Kenzie's hair in one moment? <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. What was he doing?
1: Um, that was really interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not sure. Like, maybe Carson could help us from like a physics perspective. I don't know that. Like, <laughs> there's Yeah, he is a scientist. I don't know if there's like added leverage from pulling her hair necessarily. Um,
0: but to pull her off, you know,
1: like. Because they were splitting the coconut,
0: right? Ah, yes.
1: That's why he was doing that. Yeah. um, I think it was to be supportive. (laughs) Um, I really like Banu as well. He's um, so full of energy and he's so emphatic with... The things that he says and the way that he says them, I feel like it's a lot of fun. He's so excited um, to be
0: there. Um, he's yeah. so happy. So yeah, he is a very fun character. Did you notice that uh, there was one point where he was feeding Jalinski with his hands? Did you catch that? That was.
1: That was so funny because, wait, I wrote it down because I thought it was so silly. Oh, wait. Also, just as a side note, I love his thing that's beyond excited, nervous, and thrilled. Bent. He said that in in the preseason, too. I thought that was so cute. Um, But, yeah, that was hilarious because because Jelinski is like, I'm feeling super nervous. And Bono goes, He's like, no, and then shoves the (laughs) coconut in his mouth. Um, Yeah, I think Banu, you know, he's just taking a very hands-on approach to his tribe. (laughs) He's got the hair, Yeah, he's feeding. Um, Yeah, he just, he wants to be involved. I think that's very
0: sweet. Uh, Chappelle asks us, uh, can we please talk about Queen Gem? I think y'all aren't giving her enough credit. She has not come up here tonight. Um, Yeah. I didn't think she had that uh, big of an episode. Yeah. um yeah she had a couple of nice confessionals
1: yeah so we did see her connecting with um Mariah great bit from Mariah as well about um feeling like awkward or feeling like she doesn't fit in with people and wanting to overcome that I thought that was really sweet um yeah I don't feel like I saw a ton from Jem in this particular episode but I do think that she seems to be in a you know good group this women's alliance that is forming and seems to be they all seem to be excited about each other mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i haven't gotten a ton from her yet
0: mm-hmm. okay um and then todd k wants to know would franny consider the traders?
1: oh god so um okay wait oh this is gonna so this is a this is an aside this is a brief aside i'll be very quick but um so traders is like uh you know it, it's basically the same as like mafia right it's like the game mafia yes. um so I have learned that I am horrible at these kinds of games because I think I. Um, How do you think
0: Jelinski would be? As a traitor.
1: <laughs> I would. I would maybe <laughs> only be. All right, Jelinski. all right.
0: I have to admit, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm one I'm of actually, the traders.
1: not want to lie to you. not want to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. This is this is just like this is a really interesting revelation for me. So I just want to share it for two seconds, but um. I, uh, when I, and maybe I shouldn't reveal it. I don't know. People, now everybody's going to know my tell, but when I'm, um, telling the truth, I tend to be, you know, the way that I am. I'm like, I yell, I'm emphatic. I'm talking about, if I'm lying, then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a you know, like I think I, I'm chill when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm lying um, and then I'm exuberant when I'm telling the truth. Uh, and I remember uh, after coming back from filming season 44, uh, I was visiting Kane from Canada. Yes. Name drop. Oh, name, and, drop. Um, name drop. And he commented on how. There was some. I was trying to convince him to do something. I don't know. Probably vote out Jam Jam, and then maybe jam jam, 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 jam jam. And and Kane told me that he didn't believe me because I was being too emphatic. He thought that I was lying, and I was trying to like overcompensate, uh, but I was telling the truth. So so I, I think he that had like it backwards. I I he had it backwards. So I do very like uh, I think I I I don't perform well in those types of games because my. Presentation of truth versus lie is opposite to what people expect. So to conclude, I do not think I would do the trainers because I okay. think I'd be really bad. But you'd go, yeah. come
0: on. So
1: uh, I only like Survivor.
0: Oh <laughs> um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: You wouldn't even I go. What a power move! What a power move! I, uh, power I wouldn't move. even go.
1: I wouldn't even go. The only I'll I'll say like yeah I'll I'll be really honest. It's like I just like. Big Brother is my hell. Like I would not, I would, I would not make it out alive. Like it's really would be really hard for me. Um, the only show that I would ever consider besides Survivor is The Amazing Race, and that's only if Matt like really convinced me to do it. Okay. So um, yeah, put that All on right. the record.
0: Matt, you know what to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Put Sayonara Picnic on pause. We're hitting the road.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Franny. Anything else from tonight's two hours of Survivor you wanna make sure we talk about?
1: Oh, man. Um, I just had so much fun watching these people. Mm -hmm. I laughed so many different times in this first episode. Uh, It was wonderful. And I just feel like there was a lot of joy in it for me and I'm just super psyched to get back to a new season. A lot of really exciting people. Um, Yeah, it seems like a good one. I'm psyched about it.
0: Yeah. What else is coming up for you, Franny?
1: Oh, what else is coming up for me? Well, I'm coming to the live show in Chicago oh, in May. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Plug. Um, what else is coming up for me? Um, you know, honestly, I'm really enjoying like embodying my new existence in San Francisco. Um, yeah. Cultivating a lot of like joy and excitement here. And that's, that's what I'm, Putting my time into now. Okay.
0: I love it. All right. Well, when we get back together, Franny, we will be in the Windy City in Chicago, yes. Illinois. We're going to be there on May 8th, one night only this season. Last we saw last season, we saw Franny a ton. But this season, we're going to go just to Chicago on May yeah. 8th. And so uh, the patrons have had uh, their shot to have their tickets and... If there's anything left, we're going to put them on sale to the general public on Friday afternoon, I believe, at noon Eastern, okay? So anything that the patrons didn't get to yet is going to be up for grabs coming up on uh, Friday at noon. I'll tweet out the link then. So go ahead uh, and we will uh, give... Give the general public uh, one one shot at these tickets, but uh, we're putting them on on sale at noon. They're not going to be there at one. Okay,
1: gotta move fast.
0: Yeah, on here. This is I'm not bluffing. This is not a this is not a Jelinski move.
1: You gotta get the tickets. Yeah. they're gonna be gone. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If f around and find <laughs> out. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Steven Fishback will be uh, here with me live at 2 p.m. Eastern for the Know-It-All. So very excited to catch up with my old friend, Steven, see what he had to think about these two hours of Survivor. Have you ever talked with Steven, Franny?
1: I um, I love Steven so much. He's like one of my favorite players. Um, I have had a brief um, Twitter Back and forth with him. It yes. was very exciting. Um, but we've not we've not talked in a in an official way. No. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh yeah. Okay. Up, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anytime. Yeah. I've been chatting with him a little bit in the offseason. And so he's doing, he's doing well. He's excited to be back for Survivor coming up uh tomorrow. So we'll check in with Steven. Of course, I mentioned Jelinsky also on the exit interview. So be on the lookout for that then. We got any more, uh, survivor stuff to look at. Okay. Uh, then, uh, well, let me just, then if we don't have other cards, let me just uh, mention then the rest of the, the rest of the lineup here for survivor we've got on Friday, I'm going to be doing the feedback show. That's for the patrons. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm doing Franny. Okay. I'm taking all of, I, I used to do it all in one show. I'm taking all of the strategy questions I'm doing those with the patrons on Friday. And then mm-hmm. on Monday, I've got a brand new idea for a show. Listen to this, oh. Franny, okay? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be joined by Chappelle. And we're gonna be <gasps> talking about all of the nonsense from the week of Survivor. We're calling this show Club Condo.
1: Oh right, Rob! you can't right? do that. Yes. Oh, I love club condo. That's a Jefferson. I still don't know what it means, yeah. but I love it. Nobody does.
0: Nobody <laughs> yeah. does. Okay. Oh, I, oh, that's
1: there we wonderful. go. There's
0: our, there's our survivor stuff coming up. Okay. So uh, there you go. Uh, not to mention in our survivor podcast feed, uh, kicking off this week, why blank lost. The b and uh, Purple Pants Podcast. Shannon has all of our Australian Survivor coverage as well. So make sure you want to get everything Survivor. Go to our Survivor podcast feed. It's robswebsitecom slash Survivor feed. Then the traders, I'll be back tomorrow night. Franny's not watching, but that's okay. We're going to be talking about it myself and Puya Vakili. will be live 10 p.m. Eastern tomorrow to talk about what's going on with the Traders. And then, okay, now you like Survivor. And have you considered watching Deal or No Deal Island? Donding, yeah. they call it. <laughs>
1: Donde. Donding. Yeah, it's my new favorite show. Yes. Love it. Well, do you
0: know who's on Deal or No Deal Island?
1: Boston Rob, I've heard.
0: Hey, Cute. Franny, come on. You got to watch my show.
1: Deal or No Deal Island. Deal or No Deal
0: Island. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You don't
1: want to watch my show. You know,
0: <laughs> you know. he you, called
1: me up and he said that yesterday. Yes. I didn't yes. Not to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, I, I would honestly enjoy your recap more than the actual so show. Like I know myself
0: all the, all it. the great survivor love stories got to stick together.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, me and Amber, you and Matt. Yeah go on you're, that double date
0: you are this generation's robin amber
1: that's what they've said um <laughs> yeah that's what the people have said we did get a little i felt like we got a little like superseded by um you know um d and austin D-Stin.
0: yeah but <laughs> oh no that was a, that was a long pause. yeah they were they were cute yeah i think they're cute yeah it's that's fine, yeah, but like, like I mean, like uh, the test of time, Franny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in a room with Matt's guitars. That's yeah. got to count
1: for something. Yeah. yeah Come yeah.
0: on. Come on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Of course, make sure you're following us. Uh, if you're not, oh, what are you even doing on social media? Because uh, we're very active on the Twitter On TikTok, Instagram, and especially here on YouTube. So we appreciate you subscribing. And Franny will be very offended if this video gets uh, less than 2,500 likes. She was telling me beforehand uh, that if if this video tonight doesn't have 2,500 likes, she doesn't know how she's going to sleep.
1: Yeah. And then I'll stop being... Excitable and I will to answer Just go
0: into a spiral. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll spiral for, yeah. 20, what was it? 2,500. That's my floor. 500
0: likes. That's her below floor.
1: Below that, I'm toast.
0: 2,000, um, she might be able to live with herself tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be touch and go. She it'll might be, be able to get
0: out of bed, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anything why why risk it? 1800? Yeah, just like the
0: video. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Small app. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Franny, thank you again for coming on. This is uh, always so fun when we get together.
1: Yeah. I'm cheese, Rob. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah. I love
0: it. A- anytime. Uh, We'd love to have your, your energy uh, and you know, love when you're screaming. It's all fun
1: yay yeah that's good. I'm glad that you love it okay all right <laughs> there's, there's one thing I want to do is scream about survivors yes so. okay a- anything else you want to let people know um can I I'm I was like wasn't sure earlier can I plug something that's of like a yes is, okay is it is that allowed it's yeah. not under your umbrella. Oh,
0: okay so there's a di- it's a different podcast that you that yeah. you want to plug okay all right yeah, just it's all right. Well, this is all, all all I ask is just just plug this podcast first to make yes. it even.
1: Yes. So first I will say you have to listen to RHP. Actually, everywhere I go, I yes. say, Are you are you a listener? What are you talking about? Um, though if you've made it this far, I feel like a probably- Do You ever just probably- take
0: a random person's phone and subscribe to this podcast on another person's I phone? I did that
1: last night. I actually, I went um, to an event last night and uh, somebody came up to me and said, oh, you're on Survivor? And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, um, I'm doing the live show with Rob tomorrow night. And they're like, what's that? And I said, watch it here.
0: Do you ever Um, just drive to like the Verizon store and subscribe to Rob's (laughs) Podcast on all the phones there?
1: Like all the phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I actually have a deal going with like T-Mobile and yeah, they all come pre-subscribed. But the thing that I want to plug is if uh, you are a lover of Survivor. And if you're also a lover of D&D, um, yes. I, along with Carson and Kane and Matt, uh, we have a D&D podcast called Surviving the Dice. Yes, and, it's- and what
0: goes on on that?
1: Yeah, um, we play D&D. <laughs> it's, it's not Survivor related at all, so don't, don't come for us, CBS. We don't talk about Survivor. <laughs> um, but please, please, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, but we literally I think if just, you just say like, don't come water. for
0: us, I think that they they listen.
1: Yeah, yeah, they love that. They love when you try to tell them what to do. <laughs> um, somebody's like knocking on my door now. Hey. Um, yeah, so we just played D&D. It's very fun. Um, and I think it's a good intro if you don't know about D&D, but you're curious about it. If yeah. you know D&D, it's fun to listen to. But have it's, like, I have a blast. We do have guests. Rob, why are you promo- you're promoting this for me? This is why you're so good at what you do. Yeah, so um, guests we've had so far include Carolyn.
0: Yes. Marianne.
1: And Jake O'Kane. Wow. Huge big swing. How long does have- a
0: game last of D D?
1: So a particular session will yeah. last like three and a half hours, but a campaign, which is like the broader game, can last like years. Wow. Um long time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. That's it all was I have to say. It, it was like it was sounding very fun for a minute. Uh, that, that, no, <laughs> but it's great. It's, <laughs>
1: what, what are you doing? What, you don't want to commit to something fun? I mean, it's, that's a long it's, time.
0: That's a long time. Steven would, time. Steven, I think, would love it.
1: Well, actually, once, um, Steven replied to a tweet that I made yeah. uh, about wanting to be on the D&D podcast. Yes. So maybe you can ask him about it tomorrow.
0: I, I'll, um, I'll mention it to him.
1: It's the highlight of my week mm-hmm. doing this podcast with them. It's yeah.
0: very fun. Three and a half hours is a little long. If, if you could get it like down to like the 26 day version of that, uh, then we'll talk.
1: It's, yeah. We'll make it a bridge. <laughs> like the
0: new era version of it of like, it's like 45 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You fight like half a dragon and then you, you know, roll two dice and you're done. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll invite you to that.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Franny, thank you so much, everybody. It's so fun to be back. Thank you all so much for joining us here on a Wednesday night. It got late uh, after these two hour episodes, but the time flew by. Really excited for everything coming up tomorrow. So Franny, thank you again. All the best to Matt. Go out and check out uh, Matt's Matt's band, si- uh Sayonara Picnic.
1: Yes, sign our picnic.
0: Okay. They're going to be huge. All right, all right. And check out Franny's D&D podcast. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.